With me, the Macho King, along with Sensational Queen Sherry and Macho King Randy Savage. You got a lot more than you expected in this match, especially with the appearance of the crown jewel, Miss Elizabeth. You hit the nail on the head. And you better get on the phone and call somebody because suffering builds character in the American dream. I didn't think that you deserved my full attention, but mind games are my thing, yeah. And suffering builds character, and you're going to learn a lot of character, and the crown jewel doesn't exist. Macho King, Macho King, we know you're fired up, but what does the future hold for the Macho King and the queen of the World Wrestling Federation? It'll never happen again. We'll never be embarrassed again, and I guarantee you the American dream will feel the wrath of the Macho King and the Sensational Queen. You sealed the nails on the you-know-what, and the crown jewel doesn't exist. And I got gotcha. you. I got all of you now. This one is far from over. Let's go to Mean Gene Okerlin. Oh, what a wonderful intro. <laughs> just the, I'm about to throw it to Mean Gene and it's all fucking Mean Gene's terrible singing. <laughs> just the yelling and the chaos around watching well, that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, first of all, the Queen is going crazy and it's amazing. If you listen back to that, that's uh, WrestleMania 6. It's apparently my go-to source of clips these days. Um, uh, after their uh, after their mixed tag match where they lost to uh, Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. But... Uh, Damn, Sherry screaming so much. It's awesome, and it's one of my favorite lines. Is Macho Man saying that uh, he didn't give he didn't give Dusty Rhodes his full attention? But mind <laughs> games are my thing. Yeah, that's one of my favorite fucking quotes ever. So I, I had to include it. So it's the Mezzanine Sleepover, episode ninety-two, and we're talking wrestling, which means there are three of us on the phone. There is me, your pal Slip with five eyes, or Slip. I'm at MegaMix.com. And uh, Stu, are you out there still, or did the Macho Man scare you away? I'm hiding behind the couch, but I'm still participating. <laughs> uh, our, our wrestling pal Stu at at Disco Stu eighty one on the old Twitter dot com and uh, Stu, how many how many follows have you received as a result of your appearances on this show? <laughs> I believe I'm currently standard two new ones. Really? I, was, I thought you were going to say <laughs> zero. <new> ones. No, <laughs> two. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, you got you, that's that's called the uh, that's called the mezzanine bump is what we call that in in your fall. the rub from the main eventers. <laughs> one of them, however, unfortunately, is one of those dodgy, sexy lady ones that I'm pretty certain isn't real. Oh. Oh come on. God damn it. <laughs> They're all real it's to me. To the ego. <laughs> <laughs> it's still real to you, damn it. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk wrestling today. Um, we are going to go through uh, our top 20 wrestlers, uh, taking a poll between the three of us, and, and I figure it's going to be quite lengthy, so we'll probably jump right into it. But just before we do, uh, Stu, I, I need to ask you, uh, because we haven't really spoken since uh, the ROH show here in Toronto a couple of weeks yes. ago. Uh, so you went with your brother? Correct. My brother happened to be over from England at the time, so he came along with me and uh it was a fantastic show uh, we spotted you at half at the interval and had a little chat and that main event was outstanding uh now really my first question was were there enough fatties on the card for uh <laughs> your uh, brother 
the the uh, Bay City Bruiser was was definitely of a high caliber of fatty, but they could have done with being a bit more gut. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the main event was awesome. It was uh, with, yep. I mean, of course, with a Winnipegger in there, it's got to be awesome with good old Kenny yeah, Omega. Bring, yeah, obviously he brings. I, it. I have one question: uh, Did you guys throw streamers? I did not. I did no, not. Okay. Streamers were thrown. Yep. I yes. forgot to go to Dollarama on the way there and get streamers. Come on, guys. You, you didn't buy streamers for $5 each at the show? I did. I, I would have gone to Dollarama beforehand and got four packs for a dollar <laughs> if I had the sense. Well, they, you, you got to up your ROH game, fellas, next time. It's, it's true. Uh, it's true. They, the they were selling uh, Bullet Club shirts for $50. T-shirts. That's got to be a rim. No, people were buying them. It costs it costs more for a Bullet Club T-shirt than it does to get a picture with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. <laughs> it was only uh, forty dollars for a picture with the Young Bucks. Exactly. Young Bucks. Yeah, they could have been more expensive. There's two of them. I'm sorry. Oh no, have you seen them? Yeah, I've seen some. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't get it. It was good. They were good in that match. I mean, they're they're little dudes, but. So many... No, no, I mean not not skill wise, just everything else. I just don't, I just don't get it. Uh, I don't know, Steve. I, I don't know. I'm I'm on the same page. I don't get it, but seeing them live, I was like, all right, I do kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I get I get the wrestling skill. I just don't get the whole yeah. package. They were fun. Like, I understand. Like I watched Kenny Omega, and I'm like, it's a star. Yeah, and I get it, but I just don't get it with those two. It's just like it's like like two kind of dorky guys, and I just don't get it. Who were the, I would say, the big stars of the show were Kenny Omega, uh, Cody was a star, Cody. Uh, uh, Will Offspray was a star. Yep, he came over very well. And uh, what's his name, the dude with the with the entourage that, that worships him? Uh, uh, the, um, his, his couple of little fellas are called the boys. Yeah. His name? <laughs> <laughs> remember, he, was, he was over like Rover. Yeah, yeah, there's, I oh, just can't remember. He's basically got like manservant boys, right? Yeah, <laughs> awesome, hairless young boys that follow him around. <laughs> oh, Christ! It's true. It was a good time had by all, though. I, I, I oh, it was, it was super. I'm just putting in because uh, now I have to get his name, of course. So uh, here we go. Uh, oh, we, of course, we also saw we also saw a cheeseburger. So oh, this is true. <laughs> uh, his name is Dalton Castle. That's it. Dalton Castle. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah, good, good, good times at the show. Yep. But thanks for the invitation. Hey, <laughs> and a nice, nice little arena. I'll fly over ROH. Hey, you know what? It would have been the best. Uh, I'd say live wrestling show. I mean, the NXT show that we saw was really good, but other than that, probably the best live wrestling show I've seen in six or seven years. Probably since uh, the last ROH show I saw there was when Kevin Owens won the title. That's right. Wow. When he was still Kevin Steen. Toronto, man. I'm telling you, Mecca. Indeed. <laughs> Mecca of wrestling. Yeah. All right. So uh, we did some homework. Uh, for, for me yeah. and Megan makes more homework than we probably did when we were in high school. Oh, God. I do more work on this on this podcast than I, than I ever did in high school. <laughs> uh, so here's what we did. Uh, we decided that we were going to count down our top 20 WWF WWE wrestlers. So each of us submitted a list of our top 20. So I have three top 20 lists in front of me. And 
also, uh, there were a couple of very simple rules that were like like lax rules, but rules anyways. Uh, they had to be guys in WWE. They had to be guys who you based it off of their work in WWE. And also, yeah. I, I said they had to be in for two years, you know, give or take a few months. Uh, and you can count multiple runs and, and all that stuff. I mean... It's not like I look through the list and I'm like that. That's bullshit. You broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I've taken the list. I have uh, now. I didn't use the elaborate point system that uh, Mega Mix used for the WrestleMania countdown. I just took the average ranking. <laughs> well, uh, you know, like I said, if you're not going to do it, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it. But, <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, the only uh, hey, no problem. Yeah. So the one thing that I did that was uh, a little arbitrary was because um, I have my master list with uh, twenty eight wrestlers in total that we submitted. So if one of us did not submit somebody in their ranking, I gave them a rank of twenty five. Uh, right. So so that pushes their average down, obviously. And uh, so there we go. So uh, we're gonna. I'm going to go quickly through the people who didn't uh, make the top 20, but that were named. And then uh, when we get to the top 20, we'll, we'll talk about them uh, a little bit each. And uh, I'll surprise you with their theme music. Now, we are saying that, uh, and this is our favorite wrestlers each, right? Like, we're not, we're not trying to say these are, this is the definitive list of WWF, WWE wrestlers. And, and I'm assuming that, it's, that our time period here doesn't really go much further past 1980. I'm going to assume because of you know people that we've been able to see, right? Am I am I correct here? Spoiler alert: Pedro Morales not on the list. Okay. <laughs> uh, now what about that, or how about Bob Backlund? Bob Backlund not on the list. <laughs> how about the uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers? Nature Boy Buddy Rogers not on the list. Okay, so so this is our favorite wrestlers, and we've been you know. Uh, I can't speak for you guys, you know, but my my wheelhouse is like, you know, 1982 through, you know, 2010, really. So that's what I'm basing mine on. Mine's Hulkamania to today. Same here. All right. Interesting. All right. So very quickly, and then we can we can talk a little bit about the people at the bottom here if you want. But uh, as a group, I'll just go through them. Uh, Ranked at 20 by Stu and unranked by... uh, Mega Mix and I, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ooh. Uh, who I thought I gave some thought of putting him on, but then he he got oh, cut. Uh, ranked it as well. Jake's the best. Jake. Jake's the best. <laughs> Jake's the best. Ranked nineteen by Stu and unranked by me and Mega Mix. And uh, after I saw Stu had him on the list, I kind of regretted leaving him off of mine. Kevin Owens. I yeah, felt yeah. I, I felt that I had to have somebody based on potential. Well, and he, he's the guy I think has got the most chance to still be around in ten years and be a big star. His his two years have been a hell of a run. It's been incredibly good two years. Uh, ranked seventeen by Mega Mix and unranked by me and Stu Ray Mysterio. Booyaka booyaka six one nine. Now which uh, which WrestleMania costume was he wearing when you thought of putting him on your list? I think it might have been either the one where he was um, the Joker or Avatar. (laughs) Uh, I actually looked up all the ones. My favorite WrestleMania costume of his is the one from, what, WrestleMania 21 or 22 when he all 
when he fought Guerrero and he, all he did was adjust his mask the whole match. <laughs> <coughs> was that the flash? But anyway, yes. The flash. Okay. That was the flash, wasn't it? The... I, this one wasn't. This one. the one where he couldn't stop adjusting wasn't a themed costume. Oh, okay. It was just a. It was just wrestling costume. All right. Uh, ranked number twelve by me and unranked by both of you, Seth Rollins. Ooh. Oh my god! Okay. Really? Uh huh. Wow. I'm I'm a big fan of of the stuff that he's done so far until he got hurt. Now he's kind of in a rut. Rank him number twelve. Uh huh. Interesting. I love it. Uh, unranked. Do you, by... want to, do you want since you ranked him so high? Do you want to elaborate at all? Or I think that his work has been fantastic. I love him. I love him as a wrestler. <laughs> his matches are great. Is. He he single handedly has made numerous matches great. My one of my favorites of all time was uh, SummerSlam last year against Cena, or maybe it was the year before. What or the year before against Cena, where he wore, where he wore the hideous white pants, but. <laughs> It was such a good match. He was a fucking god in that match. I mean, he's kind of living out your dream of being all, all like the, the the underling of a Triple H. <laughs> hey, man. Tell you all, if you had a wrestling career, that would be what you would do. <laughs> um, at uh, unranked by Megamix, ranked seventeen by me and eighteen by Stu, Razor Ramon. I was wondering where Razor would show up. <laughs> Uh, oh, Chico. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a big razor. Uh, the, the Slip Man was a huge razor, Ramon Mark, back in the I day. I can imagine. Uh, uh, Stu, you may not know this, but, um, and our listeners might not know this. We've talked about it on Twitter in the past, but it was a while ago. Um, at In Your House 4 in Winnipeg. Uh, uh, what was it? In Your House, Great White North? Okay, <laughs> anyway. Um, when Razor came to the ring, uh, uh, Alan was so excited. He ran to the barricade and all grabbed Razor's arm, and he was so happy. And <laughs> you... it's on camera, him with a big, giant smile. I'll try to touch Razor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Razor! <laughs> Razor! <laughs> um, Davey Boy Smith was ranked 18 by Megamix, 17 by Stu, unranked by me. Ah, you didn't rank. I, I, I was figuring that. I figured Stu would rank him somewhere. So I had to put. It I in. concur with that ranking. Uh, ranked seven by Stu and unranked by uh, me and Megamix. John Cena. Oh, John Cena! I, I can't see how you can't put him in somewhere. Irrelevant of whether you don't like his character, he's had. He got a, an amazing match out of Umaga. He deserves it purely on that. <laughs> for for fifteen years, John he's been Cena. the man. I hate watching John Cena work. Really? And and part of the reason I don't really watch wrestling anymore is just so much John Cena. I couldn't stand it anymore. No, I I, I can't stand his character. I can't stand what they do with him. But yeah. he gets decent matches. I I have there to I have to agree with that. Um, uh, but I yeah, like it's it's just worn so thin over fifteen years. We we talked about yeah. this. Uh, uh, last week, I think, when we did a wrestling, or two weeks ago, when we did a wrestling show about how back in the '80s we got tired of uh, Ted DiBiase and like Tito Santana because they had been around for like seven or eight years, and we're like, God, yeah. they're there forever. Well, Cena's on fifteen. Yeah. I, I can't. I, I've never enjoyed watching John Cena. I'm, uh, you know, his work. You know, he can work, but uh, you know, that's for me. That's like I, I'm talking like, and it, it's very thin. 
he's got a very you know I just I just think I don't know I just I, I'm not a fan. His matches and I would have, never put him on my on a list of my favorite wrestlers. So his, I couldn't do it, Stu. I'm sorry. His matches have been great. His matches have been great, especially in the last few years. And I don't begrudge yeah. anybody who, who who appreciates the work of John Cena. I mean, you know, it's just not my thing. Uh, well, apparently, <laughs> apparently, what is your thing? As you ranked him 19th, and Stu put him 11. Uh, I put him at. I didn't rank him. Was at Triple H. Give it up. <laughs> uh, I had to give it up. I mean, I've never I, like. I, I mean, I disliked Triple H because Triple H, but uh, kind of the flip side of John Cena, I really enjoyed his work. I'm the same. Again, like there's been periods where he's been everything that's wrong with wrestling and turned me off for a long time, but he's had a hell of a lot of really, 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 really good matches. He has. I didn't rank him because he's had so many great matches, but he's also had like a lot of duds. Yes. Oh, yeah. There. You know, I, I find that Triple H doesn't usually carry a great match. He did for a short period of time in 2000, but other than that, he's got to kind of be in there with the right guy. That is true. Agreed. I mean, I'm ranked 19. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some controversies. I'm looking at my list as we talk. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to speak for a lot of things here, I think. All right. Well, now we're in the top 20, so uh, music time. All right, here we go. Boop, boop, boop. All right. Uh, at number 20... You think you know me. I don't know why I picked this version of his music. Yeah, what happened to uh, Cundalingus? I wanted to go with this one because we played the other one before. What is it, Analingus? <laughs> it's Metalingus. Oh, Metalingus. <laughs> yeah, it's called Analingus. That's what they put on their fucking album. <laughs> Number 20, we have Edge, unranked by Stu, 17 by me, and 13 by Megamix. Oh, yeah. Fucking love Edge. Uh, <laughs> Stu, you talk about why he's unranked. Voice. Let's go with it. I find him very average. Like, he's never terrible, but I don't recall ever, other than ladder matches, him being in great matches. I find that his career is kind of like Triple H's, except that he was never the boss of the company. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just around for a long time, shit tons of titles, on the on top for quite a long period. Um, some definitely some moments that you'll never forget, but... Had some uh, memorable, had a few memorable programs. Yeah, but, uh, but I would agree that, like, not overly spectacular. I thought, you know, the dude was funny when he needed to be, so that was good. Mm -hmm. Um... And he was one of those guys, too, where when he came in, I was just like, I don't see it with this guy. And the fucking dude got himself over. Yeah, sure he did. Once they, once they got, once they stopped being uh, fucking vampires, <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> I like the comedy tag team with, with, with Jizjin and then, uh, and then uh, you know, go, going off on his own. And uh, I just, I think he carved out a good career. And uh, I kind of... I, I kind of put the total package. He, he could he could talk and he could work and uh, he was involved in some pretty crazy shit. Well, you love him. You ranked him 13, so you're in love with him. I'm in love with Edge, apparently. <laughs> uh, all right, number 19. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> you know he stole that from me, right? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stu ranks him 15. I rank him 14. Uh, unranked by Megamix. It's Daniel Bryan. You must have just forgotten he existed. Uh, he, I know I had him on my list. He was in the in the in between 20 and 25. So why did you go with uh, no I ranking? Still, I still enjoy him. I enjoy his work, but I'm kind of not. I'm not all in. On, I was never all in on Daniel Bryan. No. Not really. Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate that things were cut short. It's not when his he... fault. I really don't think it's his fault. Yeah, when he peaked out. Yeah, I, I think he just had to be. He was just put. He did a whole lot of nothing for so long. Well, they... a, a short run there where you know, and again, we're just talking WWE. I just I felt he had an underwhelming run, and it was short, and he was showcased very strongly for a very short period of time, and I just didn't really buy the whole thing. Well, they... for my list, I mean, he's still in there. He's in the conversation. Well, they buried him a hundred feet deep because I don't think that it was uh-huh. ever it was never their intention to have him go over like he did, but he just did. Oh yeah. Uh, Stu, you have him at fifteen. He would have been the biggest thing in wrestling had they given him the support that he deserved. Absolutely, he would have. Yeah, if they put half. The I one hundred percent agree. He, would, he yeah. had all the tools, except those fucking fur kick pads were terrible. <laughs> yeah, they were, Let's be honest. Yeah, they were, were a bit. Hideous. And the beard was a little, a little, you know, like he, she should have. The, the beard was ridiculous. The the fur kick pads on a vegan was always a bit odd. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they were faux fur. Um, all right, this next one is interesting. At 18, uh, only one person ranked him. Okay. Who's this? Fuckles. Here we go. Here we go. If I go by my fandom over the course of my entire, you know, love of pro wrestling, uh, Hogan would definitely be in there because I was a Hogan mark when I was a kid up until about WrestleMania 8. And, I mean, there's some stuff that he does that I still greatly appreciate. Like, listening to a Hogan promo? Awesome. Yeah, I agree on that. It just, I think for me it was just his work. Um, I've hated Hogan. I hated Hogan for an awful long time. I appreciate Hogan a little more now, but I just couldn't put him on the list. Uh, Stu, you put him at number four. Yes, <laughs> nice. I, I know, I know. I know that he's a horrible old racist, but without <laughs> oh, him... We've got worse coming him. up. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, dearie me. Somebody did what I think they did. Uh-huh. Uh, I think okay. two people did. Two people did. Wow. Listen, it's not about Hogan being uh, a fucking, uh, you know, being of, 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 a of questionable moral character outside of wrestling. And I without totally Hogan, agree. If you put him at four, it doesn't shock me. No, without Hogan, I would never have got into wrestling. Yeah, see, I never... Hogan, I was never interested in. I got into about 91, so... For me, I didn't have that connection at all. I always hated Hogan, so it's just like, eh. but I could totally see it. So I don't, I don't, I don't make fun of anybody who's like Hogan. Even if you put Hogan number one, I'd be like, I see that. Of course. Uh, all right. Hogs, and I appreciate Hogs, and like we constantly joke about Hogan, so it's great, and and, and promos and everything. I was watching uh, last night. I was watching uh, the the main event where he uh, 
where he lost the title to where he where he, where he lost to Andre, and I love all the big stinky giant. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, number seventeen. Lives are gonna be. Oh no, not that. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that of course is Waylon Mercy. That's a swerve, brother. <laughs> that is a swerve. By the way, Stu, um, Megamix thought that he said lives are going to weigh in Waylon Mercy's lay, hands. Lay. lay. I thought for years he said lay. I was he, I was wrong. He says B. Uh, anyways, yes. uh, here's, here's the one for real. Yes, I love how you use the WWF music. Damn right. Best music. Uh, Rick Flair ranked by me and Megamix at 20, Stu at 13. Um, 20 for me simply because his first run was just over a year when he was, you know, kind of, I guess, still at his peak. And then, of course, he had a, you know, a decent run, but he was obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, more of a novelty actor. Yeah, and, and older the second time around, but obviously uh, one yeah. of the greatest ever. I got to give, I put him at 20 um, based on the first run. Uh, I had to give it up to the greatest, the greatest of all time if you weigh all the other work. Or one of the greatest of all time. I, I had him higher than you guys based purely upon the fact that his retirement match was the best match I've ever seen in person. And yes. he was uh, the, the focal point of the best Royal Rumble ever. That's true. That is true. That's absolutely true. 100%. Um, I, I could watch that Royal Rumble till the cows come home. I, uh, For me, Flair, my memorable is the program where he's not even involved in the match with not with Savage and Warrior, and he's just all over the place. <laughs> so many great promos and just, like, stirring up trouble. That's fucking great. That was classic. Uh, at number 16... This music is awful, though. It's terrible. The cack music would have been better. <laughs> uh, by, I, I should say, by the way, this starts a run of five wrestlers in a row who were unranked by Stu. Oh, Stu. I feel so bad. <laughs> uh, it's all it's all me and Slip all share the same fucking wrestling brain. Uh, yeah. I'll go and put the kettle on for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Mankind, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, Dude Love, ranked 12 by Mega Mix, 16 by me, unranked by Stu. Um, I mean, the, I mean, his matches, the, the most memorable, memorable ones were great. The, the promos, you know, were mostly fine. Uh, honestly, like, the dude just kind of needs to go away from wrestling, because now every time he comes back, he just gets embarrassed. Yeah, no, I, I'm done with Mick Foley. I don't want to see uh, Mankind or Cactus Jack or Dude Love or Mick Foley anymore. But Jesus Christ, from 1996, the program with The Undertaker was fucking great. And then uh, into the, uh, you know, into the uh, um, the kind of Cactus Jack era, his main event era, great stuff. I uh, 100% am um, uh, uh, not Foley is God, though. I mean, he's, he's, he's good, but he's I, I wouldn't say Foley is God. Uh, and Stu unranked. I like Foley, but he didn't jump out 
into my mind when I was putting my list together. So, sorry, Mick, you're not in it. I, I just love. I, I, I'm going to try and speak to uh, specific moments as we go through here. But yeah, I, I just think back. Uh, a memorable match for me would be uh, Royal Rumble 2000. Yes, with that Triple H in the in the, the uh, street fight. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Mick Foley, who nowadays yeah. uh, is advising people not to do what he did in wrestling, and it's like, you're, you're, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> what you mean, not to do what you did that got you fucking so rich? Yeah, but also like now you can enjoy your life. That's true, but it's just funny to. It's funny to to say that when you know, like, I don't know. He had plenty of opportunities to stop doing that, and he all just kept doing it. I know. Like, just think back to the match with Edge, the flaming table, and all that shit. It's like you could have stopped. A long time ago. Uh, at number... And isn't he oh. dragging his daughter into the business, too? Both his kids. <laughs> well, two, two of his three kids. Two of his three kids, right? Fuck off. That's what I say. Uh, and with WWE, too, by the way. Like, that's not... If I... <laughs> that's not a company I would have my kids work for. No. Especially not a, a daughter. No, no. Let my daughter anywhere near Vince McMahon. God damn, pal. (laughs) Or or your son, Vince, will all push him in the pool. (laughs) That's Vince's favorite thing to do. Yep. (laughs) All right. Vince's favorite rib. (laughs) Number 15. Oh. Are ye? This is interesting. Yes. Stu, unranked. Me, 19. <laughs> Megamix, number 5. Fuck yes. I did hell. Probably because you love his promos from about 1993 onward, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've been watching Piper in the WWF in the early days, and Jesus fucking Christ, there's no one, there's no one better. I'm fucking serious. There's no one better. So entertaining, so good. I I don't even apologize. If this was five, if this was two years ago, I don't even fucking I don't rank him. But I've been watching all his his uh, his mid eighty stuff. Amazing. I, I have still so great. I have him on the list because from when he entered to when I'd say his first exit, you know, like after WrestleMania three. Uh, was such like a fantastic, amazing run that I had to put him on the list. But I just there's so much bad after that I couldn't go any higher than 19. I know, I know, I can't help it. And you know what? Maybe in a year I'd change my mind. But right now I'm all huge into Piper. So good. Uh, Stu unranked, and he's he's from the same island that you're from. Well, he's not. He's from Winnipeg. <laughs> he's not from. He's not from Scotland. <laughs> fucking Scottish. Listen, you can fuck off. <laughs> listen, listen, Rowdy Rowdy A. And, Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, I dated a girl, and, and Rowdy Roddy Piper, I'll date her mom in high school. So that's why I love Piper. <laughs> sort of Eskimo brothers with him? Oh, wait, well, cross-generation. Cross-generation Eskimo <laughs> Nice. That needs a, a whole term for it. Uh, well, we'll, we'll need a disclaimer there, uh, big man. We'll, we'll have Start to... of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, number... Fourteen. Yes. Uh, so yes. o- Owen Hart, ten by Megamix, thirteen by me, unranked by Stu. Uh, Let's go in. 
I, I would assume some of this, now this might be a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of an age difference thing, because he died when you were a lot younger than we were, right, Stu? I'm 36. Are you? Yeah, he died. He's not when... young, dude. I thought you were like 30, he's, he's, 30 or 31. I thought you were... years younger yeah. than you, my man. Oh, yeah, damn. I thought... I, thought... I, know, I, I remember watching Over the Edge, like, at 2 or 3 in the morning back home when it happened. Oh, Jesus. Fuck's sake. All right, well... We were, we were in my basement... <laughs> And we looked up the results on on the internet, and then we were so distraught that we gave each other sharpshooters. <laughs> we really did. It's not a fucking joke. All right. Well, seeing as no, I didn't handle it, and we were fucking laughing because it didn't make any sense. Well, seeing as I grossly uh, got your age wrong, Stu, why did you have him unranked? Um, again, he's kind of in in the foley class. I don't dislike the guy in the slightest. Just doesn't stand out, and. A lot of his work, I think, maybe I just missed it. He was... I'll tell you what, the whole new generation era was when I stopped watching wrestling. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was a, That's, it's a fair a, a point. part of I mean, it. Listen, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, Owen was never a standout um, uh, personality and, and, or wrestler. Well, his wrestling skills were, were, were extremely good, but... He was never a world champion caliber guy, but Jesus Christ, Owen was entertaining. Yeah, his it's funny because as good a wrestler as he was, uh, he only had a handful of matches that really stood out. I just think he's one of the best, like, obnoxious chicken shit asshole heels. Oh, yeah. Like, like really good. Just, yeah, and, and, and absolutely genuine, just playing the role to perfection. And I once uh, got to clap his hand at a house show, and it smelled like a back rub, so... <laughs> And he was wearing his parachute pants because it was 93, so double double awesome. Oh, oh boy. Number 13. Uh -oh. oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Sorry for the intro, boys. You're just playing the, the actual studio track. So, oh fuck me! No, lordy, lordy, lordy. Our lady peace forever associated with this guy. I'm sure they like that. Uh, All right, let, let's break it down. Number thirteen, Chris Benoit, Jamie at sixteen, me at seven, Stu twenty-five, so unranked. Um, was it Stu? Was it strictly because of you know the double murder? Uh, yeah, he would without a shadow of a doubt. He was on my list. He went off my list. He was back on my list, and then eventually I was like, Ugh. I don't know if I'm in the place where I can put this guy I on here. I did the same yet. thing. I went back and forth a few times, and then he ended up on my list. I'm sure every wrestling fan would have exactly the same thing and come to a different answer. And I wouldn't judge anybody who comes to a different answer to me. For the record, if I had put him on, he would have been about five or six. I kept him uh, low, not because of that. Right. It was about 16 for me just because I didn't feel he had the whole package. And that's it. That's that's the only reason why. I just was like, eh, you know, it wasn't the most entertaining character. I think that, I mean, part of the problem with the guy, too, is that you can argue that the way that he worked in ring led to a lot of his problems, right? I think that's a pretty strong argument that we made. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, not I, much to say. We best to move on. Yeah, best. I thought he's one of the best workers of all time, so I put him there. But obviously, yeah. absolutely, I agree on that. Yep, in terms I'd of agree. work, absolutely. Yep. 
All right, uh, we are at number 12. Here we go. All right. I'm a nice man. <laughs> oh, whoops. Sorry, guys. Uh, I was about to hang. Slip of the finger. Let, let's go to the real one. Mr. Perfect, uh, Mega Mix 7, me 15, Stu unranked. Um, who wants to start? Mega Mix, you give me some Mr. Perfect love. Perfecto, I mean. <laughs> um, one of the, uh, a great ring technician, an absolute fucking great heel. Such a, such a dirty bastard. All such a braggart. Um, and, uh, yeah, one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the better workers of the era. And uh, I fucking and you know this is one where it's like I used to love Mr. Perfect so much when I started watching wrestling in about 1990. Loved Mr. Perfect. I thought he was the greatest thing going. Him and Davy Boy. Eh? So uh, yeah, that that's he's high on my list for that reason. Uh, Stu, why unranked? Um, all I was associating with is being like Ric Flair's towel man. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. All I. Like, as much as like having watched some of his stuff since I've grown up, I'm like, hey, he's really good. But the the kid in me always thinks he's just the guy that carries Ric Flair's towel around. Well, yeah. he he um, you know, his in ring career in WWF wasn't actually all that long, right? Like he was in right before yeah. WrestleMania five, and he was pretty much either part time or inactive by the uh, uh, after WrestleMania seven. Did he wrestle WrestleMania seven? Yeah, he wrestled yeah, Boss Man, right? He wrestled Boss Man, and by after he fought Hart at SummerSlam, and that was it. And then he came back in '93. Yeah, yeah, and uh, really, by the time he came back in '93, wasn't the same. No, he, he had uh, he had a couple of good matches, um, like pay per view matches, or one good match anyway. The Luger match wasn't terrible. The Hart match at King of the Ring was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it, it's unremarkable at that point. Uh, and then he came back in what 2002 96 uh, no he didn't wrestle and then he came back in 2002 yeah and wrestled a little bit that was pretty awesome and then so that was a Royal Rumble appearance right yes and then yeah. wrestled a few more shows little... after that yeah and then got fired after the plane ride from hell the plane yeah. ride from hell <laughs> uh, alright number 11 and this is the uh, the biggest difference that we're gonna see on this whole list right. excellent had to go with that music. I gotta go with the whole no, no, find no, that no. one. I just I looked up uh, just the era on uh, on YouTube. The oh, no, no, no. Undertaker. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> now you see we call it different eras. It's all like okay, we got you got you know original Undertaker, and then it's like you got Hanana Undertaker, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got American Badass. Yes. Rolling. And then, and then Cowboy Undertaker. Uh, so that's, of course, The Undertaker, um, ranked, unranked by Megamix, 18, 18 by me, Stu number two. Number dose. Uh, Deuce to take it. <laughs> I, I, for me, I just say like, cause seeing as I'm somewhat in the middle, um, a long, spectacular career at the top, but also long long stretches of things that I wasn't all that interested in. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll let Stu cap it off because he, he, and he's probably got a very good argument. For me, it's just, you know what? At the end of his career, wrestling a, a couple, once, twice, a couple times a year, fantastic. Other than that, I couldn't give two shits about the Undertaker. I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh, I agree. Huge long stretches of garbage slash barely watchable stuff, but he was the first wrestler that made me be all marky little boy. There you go. H- Hogan was the thing that got me interested. He was the first the first live event I ever went to. It was Taker that made me scared. You oh, if, you had, if they had had the cameras rolling, would have, uh, I would have been that little looking, kid that was hiding so behind my dad. <laughs> <laughs> while, awesome. while my dad was just asking when Earthquake was coming out. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the nice thing, too. I mean, your dad would have liked it. Undertaker fought so many fat guys. Oh, Taker loved beating up fatties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the, the, the run of matches, the rest, big WrestleMania matches, were so outstanding that they hide all of the crap that happened in between uh, old Taker. And and, and, and I also I mean, was a huge Limp Bizkit fan when I was younger, so I loved Biker Taker. <laughs> Hey, if we were going to do best entrances ever, like not, not like, Oh, Undertaker has the best entrance, but an individual event entrance, uh, roll in at WrestleMania 17 is one of the greatest of all time. That was pretty fucking good. I would also say that if we were to do a compile list of best, like sub nicknames, and 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 things that Jim Ross say about the wrestler, I think Undertaker would win because we got fucking, you know, of all the things he would do, it's all his yard. It's all taking yard. to the learning tree. It's all throwing soup bones. And then, of course, all his nicknames, fucking Big Evil. What did they call him at uh, WrestleMania 18 again? Oh, I can't remember. Jim Ross called him something really fucking goofy. Like Booger Red? Yeah, Booger, Booger Red. Red. <laughs> what? Uh, soup, no bones, soup bones, of course, a, a, a term that we use to this day. Oh, God, yeah. Just throw in some big soup bones. <laughs> throw in some soup bones, take him to the learning tree, it's his yard. <laughs> uh, I, I, think it's, yeah. I do think it's remarkable that when he was you know, oldest and most broken down is when he put the best matches together. Now, granted, he basically wrestled once a year, but from WrestleMania 23 onwards, it was great. Yeah, well, they you were, can they see... Were... Yeah, sorry, Stu. Huge. So they were just such huge events. They were bigger than the title match on the card most of the time. And, you know, he never, he very rarely closed WrestleMania, but had the most important match on the card. Interestingly, when I kind of was no longer watching wrestling, I was like, oh, like very much. I was like, okay, Undertaker, I, 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 I will look forward to watching him now. But when I was watching with any regularity, I couldn't, I couldn't really do it. But, um, I'll say definitely I'll, I'll co-sign on the just some truly great contests uh, in the, at the end of his career. And the dude could call his shots. And uh, I guess, you know, when wrestlers can finally have a say, it's nice to – like Undertaker was like – he delivered when it was all on him to just decide what he wanted to do with, what, with his character and with himself. And so I'll give, I'll give credit where credit's due on that. Uh, so now we're in the top ten. At this point, uh, we have ranked everybody here. Uh, so yep. no one is unranked by any of us, and uh, we will start at number ten. All right. And during the few moments that we have left, again, sorry for the intro. Talk right down. Oh, well, that's okay. Sorry, boys. It's the real version. Here 
can easily understand. Yes. So, uh, CM Punk, Mega Mix 15, Me 10, Stu 16. Um, I would say, knowing Mega Mix, probably comeback wrestler of all time because there was a time where you hated this guy. I hated Cum Punk for a while, but fuck, I came around. <laughs> once, he, once, he, once he started doing, once he did the straight edge gimmick, that started it. That, that, that was it. And then everything was gold for me. Oh, like Straight Edge Society straight gimmick. Edge society? Yeah, yeah, the Straight Edge Society. That's what I meant. I know he was. I'm not talking about his actual life. I'm talking about the when when he used the gimmick in WWE with his little gang there. And that's something that he did in the Indies beforehand, too, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, but once he started doing it in WWE, that's when I when I came around because he could finally do like you know he wasn't like a bland WWE fucking worker. He was able to kind of bring out the elements that he was good at it was great well that was part of the problem when they brought him in initially right it was like he was just kind of a guy that everybody liked and i I mean i never followed him in the indies when he came in so i was just like what's special about this guy and of course yeah uh, what did i learn (laughs) uh Stu, any favorite cm punk moments uh fully the first raw that i watched after i moved to canada was the one in vegas that he did the famous pipe bomb Oh, nice! And that was that period of him and uh, Cena's high match in Chicago. Like I, again, that's one of their matches I can watch forever in a day. Well, that's I, I mean one of my favorite moments, uh, like in recent WWE, and it's not that recent anymore. But uh, I, I was on the tail end of watching wrestling, uh, like new wrestling, with any regularity. But I fucking loved the. You know, wins, wins the title and all fucking all leaves. Yeah. That was great. That was a great storyline because yeah. it never really happened before. That they ruined. No, and it, it was the yeah. first storyline, of course. Oh, they fucked it up big time. But it was the first storyline where. Yeah. It was the first storyline I remember where it, it was being worked more than just on the shows. He was using Twitter and he's taking these pictures at a Cubs game with the world title and. It, he showed he was, up at the Comic Con, whatever. Yes. Where, yeah. We're having a panel. It was great. Yeah, it was Fucking fantastic great. stuff. For a month. Yeah, and I, yeah. For, yeah, for a month. Which is yeah, well, I, my problem sorry, is, is <clears throat> my you know, I have a lot of respect for CM Punk for, for leaving the thing. Because it was just like, they've ruined every good thing that he came up with. Yep. Like, that, I love that match, that Cena match at uh, Money in the Bank after the pipe bomb angle. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, But then it's so infuriating. Because you watch the end of that match and it's like, you have fucking gold bars here, boys, and then yeah. they just destroy it in like two weeks. They are then they have another belt, and then it's like, yeah, it was just it was bad. Well, then they jobbed him out to Triple H right away. Yep. Yeah, um, that was pretty bad. Yeah, but a definite. Uh, I ranked him fifteenth, uh, but I I have no uh, issue with being in the top ten. Absolutely not. Uh, I should also note that uh, while I have him the highest of the three of us, I will say, like, loved his matches, but dude isn't as good a worker as he thinks he is. No, no, not at all. Like, yeah, kind of clumsy. Yeah, no, he's not. There's not a lot of snugness to to his work. (laughs) I wasn't going to see someone snug coming up in a bit, I think. (laughs) Uh, All right, I guess we're at number nine, boys. Yes. 
Whoops. <laughs> sorry, sorry, boys. Not the nasty boys. Oh. <laughs> Not knobs or sags. <laughs> Fuck me. Here we go. A terrible fucking version of this that I found. Alright, good enough. Eddie Guerrero! Uh, Eddie Guerrero! Uh, pretty close here. Stu 14, me 9, Mega Mix 11. Uh, so average is out, actually. Even though none of us ranked him higher than uh, 9, he is in 9th because we all ranked him. Um, so, uh, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, again, just on the WWE. Like, he was great in WCW. He was great in ECW and in Mexico before that, but. On the WWF, WWE run, I mean, um, Latino Heat was great. Uh, then Lie, Cheat, and Steal was great. The World Championship run was great. And he was great all the way up till the day he died. Absolutely. Um, for me, Eddie Guerrero, uh, it's... Um, it, was a, it was a short run, but it, 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 I guess it wasn't... What was it, 2000 to 2005? Um... But it packed a lot in there, and I actually, it's it's a pretty improbable kind of career in the WWF. So uh, huge, uh, huge respect for that because you know that guy went to heights that I wouldn't have expected when he when he signed it in 2000 or 1999 or whenever it was at the end there. Uh, Stu, your thoughts? Yeah, he uh, was just such a good worker, such great matches, such comedy gold and also being able to work serious matches is something that not everybody can pull off um i i actually went to the raw uh the second raw after he died was taped in sheffield england uh so the tribute one was a week before and then this was the first proper raw after he had died and uh after the show batista actually put him over on the mic and the crowd would like loved it just chanting eddie afterwards and what have you uh, memorable, uh, one of my memorable moments. Uh, where the fuck is Vicky? <laughs> <laughs> that rotten ladder match. Oh, that was Vicky misses her cue. Uh. <laughs> I was at a show in, uh, in a SmackDown house show in Winnipeg here, and uh, and uh, it was at the old arena. And uh, Eddie had, I think it was after he returned. After his uh, stint, uh, where he was, was he fired? Yeah. Um, and so it was. It was after his return, and he was sober, and someone poured a beer on him, and he went fucking crazy. It was fucking beat the shit out of this fan in the front row. It was great. Good on Eddie. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, all right, number eight. Uh, speaking of beating the shit out of people. Yes. <laughs> It's one of the best pieces of music ever. Ah, so good. Uh, Brock Lesnar, 9 by Megamix, 8 by me, 12 by Stu. So, again, pretty good consensus there on uh, on Brock. Um, Stu, you go first. Okay, this is one where I actually wasn't sure if anybody else would vote for him. Oh, oh fuck. Fuck, I, I, despite the fact that he is... I don't know whether, like, the whole leaving thing... W- made me feel that maybe you guys wouldn't rank him quite high or what just that he kind of like would be overlooked in the grand scheme of WWE WWF history but I'm glad that you both did because I from day one have been a huge fan of Lesnar from 
first thing he ever did was beating the shit out of the Hardys was, oh, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, I just, um, I ranked yeah. him ninth. Uh, I fucking love Brock Lesnar. Only reason I ever watch wrestling anymore. I remember when when uh, when uh, when they uh, to watch thirty three or whatever. Is that that was this year's thirty three, right? Yeah, the roller coaster yeah. one. Yeah, okay. And uh, I was like, I just want to see Brock. Like that was, and I'm like, I just want him to beat the shit out of Goldberg. And it was fucking, and it, and you know, and he did, and I was four minutes, and I was very happy. I fucking love Brock Lesnar, especially now. I loved him back then, but even more now. And I like, I, I've, I think I spoke about this uh, last week or the week before, where I was like, I like the idea of him. He's all out in the universe defending the title against aliens right now. <laughs> That's why he's not, you know, defending the title in, in on, on Earth. And he's beating the fuck out of them as well. Uh, big man, what are your thoughts on Brock? I just think that in an industry that is fake and that present the product like it is fake, like it's in the last, uh, especially in the last like 10 years, it's such a wink, wink, nudge, nudge industry that Brock Lesnar is yep. the only thing that feels real. That's true. Absolutely. 100%. And that's why I love and it. He always kind of did even in his first run. It was always like you knew Brock Lesnar could beat the piss out of any of these guys. And he's just, he's, even though he's in a fake match, that's right. Um, and I love it. And and the matches are exactly what they need to be. They're fucking chaos. I remember, for me, memorable moment would be when we, I, I again, like I haven't watched in years, but I remember going to watch, was it SummerSlam? And he fought John Cena and just fucking suplexed him over and over. Yes. And you know what? Normally that would be so boring, but it was so fucking good. Like, think about Scott Steiner doing it to Triple H at the Royal Rumble in 2003 was terrible, but Brock Lesnar doing it to John Cena, so good. And that's why he's so fucking great. Yeah, he, he essentially does five things for ten-minute matches, and every single time I'm like, fuck, this guy's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Number seven. This, this guy made some money. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Mega Mix ranked 8. I rank 11. Stu ranked 6. So we're all, again, pretty close. A consensus rating of 7th uh, overall. Stone Cold, Steve Austin. And in terms of making money, he's got to be one or, well, one out of three on the list, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, who you? Well, we got Hogan and Cena and, and Austin. Oh, I have the Rock. I have the Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mega Mix, you start us. Oh, it's fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Do you, what? Do you, what else can you say? I mean, one of the greatest of all time. Um, one of the um, well, the, one of the most over characters of all time. Um, do I love every aspect of Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, you know, working in the ring and all his matches and all his angles. No. But I can't deny the greatness. And, um, yeah, I mean, and if, you know what, probably higher for me if, if what never takes off. So there you go. <laughs> Stu? Uh, yeah, I, I, for a guy who is a probably slightly above average worker, he was incredible at getting a crowd that would eat shit if he asked them to. And oh, yeah. The, the, I honestly don't think we will see again someone with such mainstream crossover you won't see anybody wearing t-shirts that don't care about wrestling the way that we did with austin or maybe the nwo 
I suppose would be the For only sure. other comparison. Yeah, and, yes. and and the pops were like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I would I would like to yeah. I would say I, though, could could we share this with uh, with Dowdy? It's like Austin slash McMahon. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, of course. A little bit on a, on, a, on a small scale. Sorry, Stu, you had something else? Uh, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, what are your it, thoughts? Uh, I, I watched a clip on YouTube of uh, a show at the Sky Dome, a Raw at the Sky Dome, and the pop was as if Jesus himself had risen from the ring. <laughs> it's Well, I, go back and listen to... There's two ones that that, 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 uh, that stand out to me. The the WrestleMania 14 yeah. is insane. And when he, when he comes out to help Foley... Yeah, uh, Mankind win the title is 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 pure bedlam. All right, number. Do you have any? Oh. Do you have any thoughts or what? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna add anything to this? Yeah, he was good. <laughs> <laughs> he died. You, you guys, you guys covered it. Listen, yeah. imagine, imagine the what? Imagine if he doesn't, if 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 Skowin doesn't break break the dude's neck. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he... that's that's what you always have to wonder. Like, what if? Ultimately, it wasn't a long, uh, a long ride at the top, right? Nineteen ninety-seven oh. to, uh, I mean, two thousand and one. But uh, he was gone oh, for a full year, and when he came back, he was not much of anything. Yeah. Uh, um, two things. Two things. I'll just say just before, because you got. I mean, you could talk for an hour about Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I'll I'll say um, first my first, one of my favorite two favorite things. First of all, showing Jim Ross how to do the stunner. While they're walking, to, I don't even know if that exists anywhere. But in my mind, what we've talked about many times, it's all, it's all one. You kick him in the gut. Two, you, you all, you'll give him the stunner. And then the fucking stunners on Scott Hall were great. <laughs> and by, I, I made a mistake. He was, he was around till two thousand and three. Oops. But yeah. Well, you didn't listen to me. What am I going to say? I said two thousand three. You oh. asshole. All right, <laughs> number six. <laughs> yes. If you smell what the rock. Is cooking. Nice. Uh, I'm a little surprised at this one. Uh, Stu five, me six, but Mega Mix, you at fourteen. Ooh, I like The Rock. Why do you hate The Rock? I don't love The Rock, but I, I like, I like The Rock. I mean, after I don't hate The Rock. You went, you rushed out and saw Baywatch this weekend, and you know, hey, no, and Dwayne Johnson, I think is fucking great. Um, <laughs> the Rock, I, I'm. It's 14th of all the wrestlers I picked. Still yeah. pretty fucking good. I like The Rock a lot. I don't know. It sounds like hate to me. Not as much as some other dudes. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Jump in here with some thoughts. Uh, the Rock was my biggest thing when I got back into wrestling. It was all The Rock. As much as Austin was the probably the biggest draw of that time, The Rock was gold. And you could see clearly he was going to be the guy that would go on to be the biggest movie star in the world. Yep. Uh, the period of time where The Rock was at his peak, which was, uh, what, 90, like, you know, late 90, well, sorry, I'd say 2000, right? Yeah. Uh, 2000 to 2000, and basically when he lost to Austin at WrestleMania 17, um, yeah. I wasn't, it was, it was where he was at his peak, but that was actually where I would have been the, like, the least of his fans. Um, or liked him the least, I guess. Um, but the period before yeah. that, uh, after he turned heel the first time, and everything since he's come back, every you know from WrestleMania 19, etc., has been like the best thing ever. Like the best thing ever. Yeah. 
Uh, so, I'll agree on that, absolutely. So that's why I put him up like, there. Hollywood Rock, when he was like mildly heelish when he came back. Oh, I love that. Great. Like, love that so much. There was just a short period of time of about like six weeks before WrestleMania 19, right? And oh, it was yeah. so good. Yeah, when he's all wearing ridiculously long wearing, intro. Wearing, yeah, with this chopper coming down over LA. Yep. And then the match at WrestleMania, he's all wearing Austin's fucking vest the whole match. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking asshole. <laughs> all wearing his vest. Yeah. It's the little things, folks. Yes, it is. Uh, all right, number five. Yes. <laughs> I love the choice of theme. Of course, a theme that he never used in WWE here. Here's the one you all know. There we go. But <laughs> I love that WCW ripoff of Pearl Jam theme. Uh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, everybody. Uh, Mega Mix number six, me five, and Stu number nine. So, uh, first one where we have a consensus top ten. Uh, so Jericho, boys, uh, you go first, Mega Mix. Stu, go ahead. Oh, you okay, Stu? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Jericho is the greatest chameleon in wrestling. Every comeback he's had, he's tweaked the character to be something new and fresh and interesting. Yeah. And it always works. He never comes back and has a stinker. It's true. I, I, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't recall a time that Jericho's come back since he's gone semi-part-time and people haven't been excited to see him. And, that, and he's just at the top. He's just incredible. And, and he sets a new bar. You know, he comes back and he's wearing suits and he's doing slow, quiet promos. Suddenly every heel is doing that yep. for the next couple of years. Uh, I like Absolutely. I like that he stacks the gimmicks like over the years. It's not like he he comes back as something tweaked, but he's still the dude that he was when he first started, and he could revert to that at any time, and it would still be over. Yep. yep. Um, I, I have him at five, which is obviously like really really high. Um, his bot, you know, his overall body of work is amazing. Um, his work in the ring isn't uh, isn't absolute tops. Like this is. A lot of this being at the top is um, stuff that he does other than actual wrestling. He's not a bad wrestler, but there are matches that they, where they've been like, uh, like who did he wrestle at WrestleMania this year? Oh, Kevin Owens, right? Yeah. And they were like, this this could be the match of the night. And there was something in me where I was like, I don't know. We've heard this before with Jericho matches. And, you know, it was a fine match, but it wasn't like a five-star classic. And really... How many five-star matches has Jericho had? And I can tell you right now, everybody else in the top five is uh, five stars on their resume. Well, yeah, and, and you're absolutely true because he doesn't have very many. Uh, not not the greatest worker, but uh, Stu hit the nail on the head. An, an ab- able to do anything. Um, able to fit in in any place. Uh, able to uh, be in a program with anybody and, uh, you know, draw heat and or babyface sympathy i'm a huge jericho mark um i remember when he was in wcw interviewing him uh over email such a nice dude um uh for something for school and uh it was just you know i was super excited when he came in one of the you know easily one of the greatest debuts of all time i mean that was fucking pure excitement in 1999 watching that that was fucking great um the dude didn't give a shit either you know 
work the program with with fucking anyone from China to to uh, to Triple H to uh, Edge and and you know so on and so forth. Just a all round great. Not a you know I put him sixth. It could be five. Uh, you know it's interchangeable with pipes um, for me, but. You know, just just a little outside that box. You know, not quite there. Which, dude's a little undersized. You know, um, but could uh, could go. Uh, oh, go ahead. Also, Fozzie a really really good live as well. You know what? I bet. You, I mean, I'm not a Fozzie fan, but I bet you that dude puts on a great show. He he knows how to work a crowd. Oh, and and think about all the things this dude has done. Uh, the you know, I mean, The Rock is a giant star. But Jericho has carved out quite a fucking entertainment career. Well, he's done, he's done television. I mean, he has a podcast that's a little less popular than this one, but it's all right. <laughs> he tries. Close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, of course, he spun off from that podcast to one of the best podcasts out there with Killing the Town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sue, have you listened to Killing the Town yet? I have not, no. What is that? Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Landstorm, Landstorm and fucking uh, Don Callis. Cyrus. Okay. And, uh, yeah. yeah, they talk a lot of ECW because they were both on ECW TV at the same time. But there's uh, they they fucking feud with Disco Inferno and it's great. <laughs> and and because because Disco's on Conan's podcast. Uh, okay. And, uh, but yeah, they they there's uh, it, you know what it is with that one? It's two smart wrestling minds. Okay. So it's great. Well, yeah. and Landstorm is the like he's you know he's a funny dude, but he plays like the you know he's the straight man too. <laughs> Yeah, to uh, Don Callis, who like cuts promos and tries, you know, tries to get himself over and brings the humor to the show. Well, because Don Callis, you know, in a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of way, all he's all he's all got his working boots on on the podcast, and he's all <laughs> claiming to be top talent, and it's great because it's all tongue in cheek. And now that you know, now that he's an announcer in NJ, NJPW, it's 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 just another level. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, but, uh, recommendation. By the way, uh, Megamix, did you know that uh, Jericho, Callis, and Lance Storm are doing a thing in Winnipeg in August? Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Oh, you have to do it. I think it'd be fucking great. Uh, all right, number four. Yes. Here we go. Where is he? Feel the badness. The Tower of Power. <laughs> oh, fuck, yes. Uh, tenth by Stu, two by me, three by Megamix, Randy Savage, the Macho Man. Yeah! Ooh, yeah! Um, I'll start. All right. Um, I, I rank Macho Man third, uh, but and that's that's not an indictment. Uh, what a, what a, what a, the, the total... Not, not you know, Lex Luger called himself the total package. He was not. Uh, this might be the total package. Fucking Macho Man from uh, when did he uh, debuted in what, 80, late 85 um, or 86, early 86 to uh, 1992. Pure fucking gold. Uh, Stu. I don't even know what else to say. I think I would have ranked him higher if I had been into him earlier in his career with WWF. Uh, again, he's one of them guys who, like, when I got into it, he was either injured or, you know, with that said, his thing with Jake Roberts was the first wrestling feud that I was mesmerized by. Oh, yes. And, like, yeah. 
the the whole Fantastic. you know being bit by the snake thing uh, when I was like eleven or whatever that was was just shocking that they got away with that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I'm... yeah. So that would be the tail end, right? That would be like his his yes, last this, face run. This is the thing, which you I, know I... is not the best part of his career, but you know it's still pretty fucking good. Did you write? Oh yeah, the being able to work with a guy like Roberts, who's such a great heel, yep, set him up for uh, you know such a amazing little babyface run there. That's uh, good. And for me, besides being like a great in the ring all the time and and one of the best promos ever. Uh, Everything with Randy Savage felt like again real intensity. Mm. Like oh yeah, every program that he had, you were like, this guy. You know, again, if you know it's fake, it's like this guy's gonna fucking kill somebody. <laughs> he cares very deeply about this, no matter who he was. I mean, you just look at the Rhodes feud, and it's like, uh, as referenced in the, at the start of the show, it's like. He's just a throwaway feud with Dusty Rhodes, all such a big fucking deal. Like you listened, you Macho listened so intense. You listen to that promo, and it's like, do you hear anybody these days give a shit like that? No, you don't. No, but, no one gives. Maybe Paul Heyman. Maybe, but he's maybe. he's not intense though, like Macho Man. No, not like this. No. No, I, I, it's it's. I mean, God, God damn it! I've been yeah, watching a lot of Macho, and it's just it's amazing. The. Uh, Obviously, there's some, there's some, you know, uh, had some, had some unfortunate uh, angles and feuds throughout the years, but uh, I mean, I could watch, I mean, I watch WrestleMania five all the time, and it's because of Macho Man. It's just everything is, um, it's just larger than life. The whole thing, just everything about Macho Man, Macho King. I mean, he took a king gimmick and made it fucking amazing. <laughs> he carried around the scepter and wore the crown. But For a year. And he just uh, just kept uh, kept giving her. It was great. Uh, Stu, any other thoughts on Macho Man? Um, no, I, like you boys have have said everything that needs to be said. One thing I think, like nobody seemed to be born to be a professional wrestler in the way that Savage was. He was lived it so hard. I love that that dude was going to be a, like was it good enough to be a professional baseball player? Can you fucking imagine like so many brawls? <laughs> <laughs> like imagine what, is there a more like contrast in brothers than, than uh, macho and lanny like jesus christ <laughs> like lanny's pretty laid back dude and 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 you know like a, just a different guy and macho just so i mean you could go on for hours about all the different things about macho man and his relationship with his wife uh when they were with elizabeth when they were married and just every he carried everything he just had that level of intensity uh, number three, speaking of people who are intense about their job. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Of course, the Canadians. Uh, <laughs> Mega Mix puts him at two. I put him at three. Stu, you put him at eight. Uh, Brett, hit Meng, heart. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would. Uh, you you start this time, big man. All right. Uh, it's funny because we were we're near the top, and of course, I always start with why I don't have him higher than three. <laughs> <laughs> but why I don't have him higher at three? Not the best promo. Uh, when he just he's actually one of those guys, and he's the rare guy where when he does the fabled twenty minute promo that most people suck at, that's when Brett's at his best. 
Yes. But when he's cutting a promo, not good. Uh, and um, in terms of, uh, I mean, his work was great, though. Like, so great. So, so uh, good. So, uh, but, I mean, I, I thought that, I mean, his work was really good. I thought that uh, compared to the two people I have ahead of them, um, there's just another, a, a little bit of a cut above what he's at. But obviously, like, yep. storytelling, so good. So that's Bret Hart. Absolutely. Stu, your thoughts? He would have come higher, but somebody who we haven't mentioned yet was my favorite, and Bret Hart was my brother's favorite. So in keeping with kayfabe of my brother and I's feuds as youngsters, I can't rank him higher than somebody else who we'll talk about very no, shortly. No, no, you got to keep you got to keep him down. You got to make sure he doesn't yeah, go to number that's one. Right. <laughs> um, I was we the uh, Slip and I used to used to um, we we'd, we'd wrestle at school. And his character was patterned after the after the razor, but I was always patterned after Bret Hart. Um, huge Bret Hart mark. Um, obviously, my brain wins out in this in this poll, as you'll see. But uh, my heart lies with Bret. Um, yeah, you're right. Not the best promo, but you know, not the worst. There's way worse guys, uh, especially these days with the scripted promos that are terrible. Bret Hart at least, you know, spoke, you know, what he wanted to say. <laughs> At least he was the one saying the words that he wanted to say. Um, he had some cringeworthy moments, but uh, Jesus Christ, uh, as a tag team wrestler, amazing. Um, the you know one of the, one of the greatest world champions. Uh, you know what he he was just he was a he was a wrestler when wrestler wasn't as wrestling wasn't as important to the company. He just kept it fucking going all round, fucking tight, uh, snug snug. Snug worker and uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot of good, and a lot of good fucking uh, ammo for 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 on my Twitter account. Oh, Finding old Bret Hart pictures and memes and being able to say funny things about him. Uh we are at number two. My yeah. goodness, here we go. Yes. Oh. Here go. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, not Tito Santana. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tito. Uh, number two. Yes. I believe that uh, the song title for this is You Suck or I Don't Suck. That might be it. <laughs> so are you saying, uh, so wait, wait a minute. No, no, no. No, this is the, this number, number two is the Patriot, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> There were others that came out to this too, but yeah, the Patriot. Del Wilkes. Del Wilkes. Del Wilkes at number two, the Patriot. Well, I would have put him on there, but he was only in the Fed for like six months, so unfortunately, not not he doesn't cut the mustard in yeah, terms of the rules. Exactly. Sorry, uh, Kurt Angle, close to consensus here. Stu three, me four, Mega Mix four. Um, but of course, uh, I think the only guy who we all put in the top five, and so he comes in. At number two, Kurt Angle. Well, not the only guy. We all we all agree. Oh, there's one more. Yes, of course. Yes, sorry, two that we put in the top five, of course. Uh, Kurt Angle. Um, my my reason for putting him at four, not higher. Career wasn't long enough in WWF. That was it. it. That's it. Everything uh, else, perfection. Like the guy walked in the door, and he was the best. Like he. You know, I think there there might have been like a one month stretch at the start where I was like, I don't know about this guy, and then all of a sudden he was great. And but I, you know, yeah, but I remember us watching Survivor Series '99, and the guy comes out, 
and we we were skeptical, obviously, and it was like, fuck, this is genius. Like, yeah. I remember that being like, this is the perfect fucking way to bring this guy in. And then, of course, he just got better and better and better and better and better. Uh, Stu? Stu. Yeah, you're right. Nobody, I don't recall, hitting the ground running like he did. And exactly the same as both of you said, if he had been around longer, he would probably be higher. Unfortunately, his issues took over and he ended up in TNA and still had some great stuff over there. But when we're basing it purely on his WWF run, he can't be higher than certain people. But yeah, his matches were outstanding. His promos were gold again like Jericho he can work the the comedy and the serious crazy intense matches he's would have been my number one had he been around for another six years or so and oh probably and again like separating the three like angle heart savage and the guy we have in number one from Jericho is that these top four it was like when they said though this guy's gonna be probably in the match of the night like legitimately you knew it was gonna be yeah Absolutely. Like Kurt Angle was Kurt Angle was never in a match where I was I expected something and was disappointed. It was always at or better than what I expected. I'm that we went to WrestleMania and saw him fight Kane. That was just too fucking bad. <laughs> you know, I always I just always felt bad, not just for myself but for him, because such a grand stage. But anyway, Kurt Angle, yeah, um, an absolute uh, legend. Uh, could could deliver on all fronts and uh, could pull down the straps like a motherfucker. Even <laughs> better probably than still, probably still has one more match in him next year. Oh, I'm sure it's happening. I absolutely and, sure and you know what? Happening. It'll be fucking great. It will be amazing. And we'll that guy will him. kill himself to be all awesome. To be the best night. Best of the ma- night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, now that we're at number one on the list, it's funny that you mentioned Kane because... Uh... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I've got the, look. the showstopper. I mean, of course. The icon. The, icon. Uh, the event. The only one who the three of us agreed upon, all number one, Shawn Michaels. Wow. Yep. The best of all time. Um, yeah. Like, and I'm serious. The best fucking wrestler, professional wrestler ever. Uh, the, the thing that sets, if I may go first, boys, the thing that sets HBK aside for me, he could never have come back, and he still would have been my number one. Oh, but yeah, his comeback was outstanding. It just as good as anything he did previous to WrestleMania 14. Uh, the the comeback match with Triple H, the matches with the Undertaker, the retirement match with Ric Flair. There were just so many five star classics that he had when he had no place being back in the ring. True, he, he was actually you know when he did the 2002 to what was it 2009 eight. Yep. Like that no. run there, physically and like in terms of his work, he he wasn't at his best. No, <laughs> he he was at the best in the world, but he was at you know his stuff when he was uh, especially from about ninety five to uh, ninety eight, it was unbelievable. Like it was yeah. fucking insane to watch that guy. He was he was fast. He could fly. He could. He could tell a good story. He could be intense. Like he had he everything. A good working punch, right? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. He was he was uh, a great heel, uh, and I'm talking about like there was a point in time where he was a legitimate like total asshole. But when he was playing heel, he was great. Um, 
And when he came back in 2002, it was just like, this guy, I know they did a small heel run with, uh, with Hogan, but like the dude is just like, he became such a likable guy. You couldn't, you couldn't, you didn't really want to boo him. Um, I'll chime in here. Uh, loved Shawn Michaels. Um, then kind of turned on him a little bit. (laughs) Yes. In, uh, in, in 1996 when he went, uh, when he went babyface in 95, we kind of hung on a bit and then, then we were, we were team Brett for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, just one of the, like one of the greatest heels of all time in the late nineties, like just an absolute piece of shit. Like watching, I've been watching some of the raws and it's just like, there, there isn't a more dislikable character in terms of being a heel that is entertaining as Shawn Michaels and DX. Amazing. Well, and that's because that's what he was, right? Uh, he was work, a, he was a dink. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just um, and the ring work is is unparalleled. I, 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 there's there's not much you can say about it. Um, from about '94 on, like he, he, it's like a transformation, right? Because he was a solid worker in Rockers, solid worker when he was first when heel, uh, you know. Um, but you know, and when then we got a little fat for a bit, and then and then and then came back, and then he just got really fucking amazing. And it just kept going from there. Yeah, didn't need didn't need the strap either. I mean, he did. He really needed it back in like '97, and he insisted on it. But in his next run, yes, you know, in the late run, he's just like, you know, belts aren't needed. The guy's just great. Like that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, you think back to some of those. Uh, listen, folks, uh, our listeners need to know that they can go back on Mixcloud. Uh, I can't remember the actual numbers, but you can go back. We have two shows dedicated to Shawn Michaels. His career, uh, where we review some key matches and talk about his career. Uh, we also talk at length about Shawn Michaels in our Survivor Series '97. It's a great, uh, great listen. Uh, go back and listen to them; they're fantastic. Stu, uh, any last Hashtag thoughts? Stu, <laughs> any last thought? Yeah, go back and listen to the show. We don't know the number. Find it. Stu, <laughs> <laughs> any last thoughts on the HBK? Uh, just agreeing with what Mega Mix said at the very start of the discussion. HBK. The best professional wrestler ever. The best uh, promos, the best in-ring, the best body of work. There is nobody touches him in the history of pro wrestling for me. And, and I doubt ever will. And, uh... Luthez, guys. It's all about Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Sorry, Luthez. You want to talk, uh, talk about uh, Frank, uh, Frank Gotch? <laughs> Fuck him. Shawn Michaels. Gorgeous George? Fuck that guy, Sean <laughs> Uh So there you go, everybody. Our top twenty. If you uh, if you agree or disagree, you should hit us up at Meza Nine Sleepover on uh, the old Twitter.com and uh, yes. give us your wrong opinions. Be great. Yes, because they are wrong. Yeah, and I mean, no one's shy about putting our wrong opinions on Twitter. So just do it. Um, as usual, thanks to Stu. Maybe you'll get a third follower from uh, from doing this. Uh, Probably Hogan, since I'm the only one who voted for him. <laughs> yes. Much love, HH. When, hey, when, when Hogan listens to this, he'll be like, yeah. you know what? Add Disco Stew 81 is what I need to follow, brother. brother. He's a Hulkamaniac, brother. He loves, the British love me, oh, brother. <laughs> I was always big over on the island, brother. <laughs> uh, I am at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. I am at Megamix.com. And we have no idea what's coming up next week because we're actually taping last week's show next. Yes, we are. 
You're in a parallel universe. Yes, exactly. So uh, we will, but we will keep you posted on the old uh, Twitter. So there you go, boys. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see Thanks, you all. Stu. See you in a week. Thank you, Stu. Oh my God!